I'm Damien Fowler. And I'm Eileen Sliffering. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. This week, we're delighted to welcome a marketing veteran, Emily Ketchen. With over 30 years of experience in marketing, Emily has one of the most impressive resumes in the business. Where should we start? Well, in September 2020, she became the global VP and CMO of Lenovo, before which she was vice president of global omnichannel strategy at HP. Emily has also held executive positions at LinkedIn, McCann, Publicis, Gray, Dell, and so many more. In addition, she devotes her time to many philanthropic boards and councils. She's been named one of the top 100 women in marketing by brand innovators and continues to advocate for inclusivity and diversity in the marketing world. We begin by asking Emily to share some of her career journey with us and tell us why tech companies have been such a major part of that journey. I think it anchors back to the fact that I really grew up as a third culture kid with an American father and a Scottish mother moving, you know, very frequently. I've lived in eight different countries around the world. And I think that certain parts of that upbringing really equipped me with a super unique perspective as a leader. I am very comfortable being uncomfortable because of those threads of continual change as a child. It may not have been easy in the moment, but that is a place where I am really, really comfortable and technology changes all the time. I am very open to taking strategic risks just because of some of those elements of my background. And for me, all of that is underpinned by really embracing change, diversity, and inclusion. And over the course of a 30-plus year career, I've held some of these senior leadership roles in marketing communications on both the brand and the agency side. When I joined Lenovo, it was really because of this incredible global technology powerhouse that was undergoing a really profound business transformation with a ton of opportunity anchored to our vision to lead and enable smarter technology for all, which really resonated with me. I think that if you thread that needle to kid who grew up with a lot of change, turns into a professional who loves change and is comfortable being uncomfortable. And the opportunity that was presented by Lenovo to lead this transformation, both from a brand perspective, but also a marketing perspective inside the organization, it just was too good of an opportunity not to want to jump right in. Is there anything about the industry itself that you wish you may have known ahead of time before starting on your career path? I would say, don't be afraid to make bold moves in business and in your own life. So many of us are taught to be afraid of being uncomfortable, that I think it's often in those moments of discomfort when you're challenged that you actually grow the most. It is scary. And there are moments when you might doubt yourself, but that is exactly what builds critical thinking and resilience. So I would just ask my younger self to be a little bit more comfortable going out there and being a bit more bold. The other piece is 
I am a very curious person and a lifelong learner, I would encourage myself to be more curious. The reason I say that is because when I was younger, it felt very daunting in a room full of senior leaders to ask a question that seemed like I should know the answer, but I didn't. So being bold is also part of that. Encouraging your lifelong learner, encouraging yourself to say, I can put up my hand and ask a question. There is no silly question. And I think that's just something that maybe being a woman, being young, early days, I was more nervous to ask questions than I think I would be today. And I would encourage folks, go for it. There is not a bad question out there. Now, I know that you you write a lot in terms of thought leadership and share your insights. And you recently penned a piece for Forbes Communication Council where you said, it feels like we're standing at the dawn of a new horizon for marketing. And you talked about some of the trends, including uh, diversity and inclusion. I wondered if you could just touch on what you meant by that. I think that we are at a a really interesting moment and inflection point if you consider the role that, for example, AI will have in marketing. I was recently lucky enough to be at Khan and you couldn't make your way past any kind of a conversation or discussion or dialogue without people talking about the implications of AI. And I think it's very early. Certainly it's part of the hype cycle, but I firmly believe it's here to stay. And so there are a lot of questions around that. Will that replace us? Will it change the way that we work? And my own supposition is it's actually really going to help us. There's a lot of work that we do in marketing that I think will be made much better and much easier through the advent of AI. Think of the implications of that in the context of being able to test or come up with all kinds of creative ideas and concepts that we may not have thought of. It will not replace humans. It won't replace the agency-client relationship. It won't replace the heart of creativity. But I do think it could be super helpful to us. I'm super lucky because I've been in technology marketing for decades, and so I love it. But I think it's fair to say CMOs are being really challenged to be very technical. What does your ad tech stack look like? Your MarTech stack look like? Your sales tech stack look like? How do they all connect? What is your data strategy? What is your strategy for, you know, the future where there will not be a world of the third party cookie or recognition? How do we tackle those kinds of things, I think, comes back to a certain degree of aptitude for technology and really being willing to dig in and understand the details of that, which I think is super interesting and provides a great moment in time for us because technology can help to solve a lot of those different points and issues. So it's a great time to be in marketing with the advent of new and different things like AI and then implications around technology and the fusion of that art and science together. Yeah, I love that point that you made in the article about CMO needing to be the heart and science of marketing. And I'm interested to know, when did you start to see that shift happening where you had to absorb and be more technically capable and and understanding of those MarTech strategies that you referenced? When when did that start coming about? I would say probably seven to 10 years ago, as we started to really realize the power of digital advertising, not in the early days when it was all about understanding digital, getting the message out. I mean, I remember being part of a team that did the very first dynamic HTML ad takeover. Like this was decades ago, right? So you had to have an aptitude for what that was 
and what that meant, but it just has increased over time. And you have all of this technology that lends you to great new ways to target, to talk to customers, to create that one-on-one relationship that's so meaningful with your customers. And it just became clear that those who understood technology would be a step ahead. I think the other thing is, is because I'm in technology, I immediately gravitated towards it because my interest is in new technologies, new ways of thinking about things and innovation in general. And so this was about ways to innovate in marketing, which I think really spoke to me as a marketer to advance our brand in a way that is really unique, but takes advantage of of technology to help us to get there. As a thought leader, talking about innovation, you've also recently launched a, a newsletter that, that we follow now, Ketchin's Corner. What, what are some of the other topics that you feel that you, you like to write about in this context? The goal of the newsletter is really to serve as an inspiration for others and to be a place to go for kind of a quick and fun read on what's going on in the industry. And what really inspires me is my own curiosity it comes back to that. I like writing about tips and tools for successful modern marketers, you know, infusing the power of data and great technology with that authentic human insight to better resonate with your own customers. And that right there is an articulation of the science, sort of that data part and the heart part, which is being authentic with your customers and speaking to them from where they are, which I think is really important. Can you talk a little bit about how the culture of the company translates into how the brand markets itself? Definitely. Diversity is absolutely the cornerstone of our business. And it completely allows us to stretch and adapt to values, policies, and truly the culture of our customers in the markets that we serve around the world. Great innovation at the end of the day requires diversity. To deliver that, our technology has to be built by all. You are a reflection of the customers that you serve, which inherently means that you must be diverse in your approach. Our workforce is industry leading with 37% of women in our overall population and 29% of those women in technical roles. Some of our efforts have been recognized by the Bloomberg Gender Equality Index because of our focus on that. The other thing I think that helps us is we're very focused on ERGs, which are employee-led resource groups that bring forward a lot of these areas of diversity and inclusion and that also influence the work that we do. We spend time with those groups so ERGs can help us evaluate the work and understand, you know, how it comes together. The the other piece I think that is super unique about Lenovo is our product diversity office. It's the only company I've ever, ever been a part of that has an organization and an office truly dedicated to what we call universal product development and design. What does that mean? That means that our products are tested against all different kinds of diverse elements to make sure that they're accessible, that they're usable. 
A great example of the product output from this particular office is our Think Reality goggles that actually come to you with three different abilities to fit your nose. It actually comes with three different sizers because at the end of the day, no one's nose is the same. And it's such a great demonstration and measure of how our thoughtfulness in making sure our products represent all of the customers that we serve come to life. And how has that push into diversity, even across like products, as you say, how has that really um, even affected like business growth itself or market share or even the bottom line? First of all, it's a requirement and it's really important to be able to go out and to do that. But I think we see it having a profound impact, not only in the bottom line, but in also laddering up to our vision and our testament to smarter technology for all and that real democratization of technology. Now, at the same time, with its global presence, how does the company ensure that consistency and effective messaging across those different regions and cultures? What we really anchor to here is something that we call GMLF, which is Global Might, Local Fight, which is our approach to marketing across all of our different geographies. And so that particular model allows us to implement uh, marketing from the globe all the way out to a local market. And there's a lot of back and forth and deep rigor in those conversations and dialogues. We also use centers of excellence in insights and centers of excellence in media to make sure we're connecting the dots around the world between the insights that we see and we garner to develop the marketing and how we get the message out. And then thirdly, you know, a team dedicated to ROI and analytics to be able to read the results of that and then optimize. So that's, I think, a clear way of thinking about how we go from sort of the global model to the local and then back to global. So it becomes a circle. Speaking of messaging across markets, let's talk a little bit about the creativity at the heart of your marketing. Um, Lenovo has really leaned into messaging that technology can empower people to unleash their creativity. So I guess it's a little bit less about the tech and more about the tool that enables people to be creative. How is that an important message for the brand? We spend a lot of time marketing to Gen Z. It's a real priority for for Lenovo. Uh, this particular audience, as you know, has grown enormously in size and financial and cultural significance. If you want to be able to market to Gen Z, you have to be able to be authentic, speak to them in their language. And one of the things that's come forth is this tremendous power of Gen Z themselves to be creators and to actually be a part of the conversation, whether it's from an influencing perspective or their own desire to create. We see that everywhere that we go in terms of a real desire for self-expression. And they're digital natives, right? They're the very first generation, you could call them iGen or Cybrid, who've been imbued in technology since day one. So they have an expectation and a sense of creativity almost unlike any other. You have to be very authentic in the way that you approach them and interact with them, I think is is key. You're obviously in a very highly competitive market. So is some of that messaging uh, an effort to differentiate Lenovo's brand and products from competitors? I'm wondering how that translates into the ads that you, you put out. We definitely 
focus on our core and key competitors. We're the world's largest PC company who arguably dominate in the hardware space. And so we're super focused on really elevating our message towards premium with our premium sub-brands like ThinkPad, Yoga, Legion, ThinkBook, Motorola, and more. We move from those devices then into key growth areas for ourselves around servers, storage, mobile solutions. It's a part of our stated strategy to take that core strength that we have in device and parlay that into a future around services and solutions. And it's it's super important to always ladder back to your own differentiators as an organization. I think we're the only ones in the world who can say we serve our customers from pocket to cloud, you know, a Motorola device in the phone, and it can carry you all the way to the cloud through our infrastructure organization. And so that's something we talk about a tremendous amount, because it's truly a core differentiator for our company. The other one I think that's important, and and I talked about it a little bit in the context of Gen Z, is to try to make sure that we're customer focused and human centered in how we innovate and talk about our technology. It is smarter technology for all. It is designed for humans. We're people. We have emotions. The idea is to really bring insights that we garner into the marketing message and talk about what it means for humanity and how it helps you do better work or better play or better entertainment, right? The pandemic really changed that for everybody and it put technology at the center of everyone's world every day. We all had to pivot to this incredible device being our window to our jobs, to school, and to the way that we were entertained. And so how do we keep telling those human-centered stories around our products, I think is really important. And it, it ladders right into the differentiation, pocket to cloud, and design for, for humanity. I'm wondering if you could expand a little bit on how you actually leverage those consumer insights and analytics to inform and optimize your marketing efforts, maybe even across channels, if there's any examples you can point to. A lot of what we do is spend time listening. So we have a customer insight dashboard that captures 50 million plus unsolicited comments from our customers. So Going through those comments, listening carefully, making sure that they're influencing the way in which we actually develop our creative and our messaging to our customers is hugely, hugely powerful. Another way that we brought that to life in our campaign, and I'll just, I'll give you the name of it. It's called Just Watch Us, which, you know, spotlighted people like Gabby Thomas, who is a world-class athlete, and Zinnia Kumar, who is a a fashion model, but also an activist, we called on them as trailblazers to really think about what's next in the context of ThinkPad products. Gen Z, and I think I referenced this earlier, is super, super in tune with and very much values sustainability, perhaps more highly than any other generation. And so the ability to weave those insights into product development and through to our marketing was a real opportunity and and having help from Gabby and Zinnia to tell those stories, these particular products, the ThinkPad Z series, launched with recycled aluminum. They incorporated responsible packaging, bespoke innovations that were very intentional, vegan leather. So that's a great example of how that listening and those insights not only you know fuel 
innovation in the right way for products, but also innovative ways to tell that story in a marketing landscape where you're using trailblazers to help to really tell those stories. How has like digital media kind of changed those traditional like advertising cycles for Lenovo? I think a big part of it is having the intention to bring some of those media capabilities in-house. And that's part of what we have seen that I think is going to be very important to our brand and to moving our media strategies forward. The reason I think that is twofold. One, by bringing media in-house, inherently you upskill your organization. It's not somebody else making the decision. You're making the decision. You're doing the research. You're understanding the landscape. You're thinking through whether it's programmatic, which is a bit less judgmental, right? You create your parameters, you do your buying versus those moments in time reference the campaign I just talked about. Where is the best place to get that story out? And where is the best place to put that story in the hearts and minds of your customers? So number one, you bring those capabilities in-house, you really up-level. I think secondly, it also makes us a much better agency partner. We're not saying we're not working with agencies. We have an incredible set of agencies who help us every day, but you're coming to that relationship a bit more balanced and it's a partnership. It certainly isn't as moment in time driven as it used to be. If we could look look ahead in time, you know, to to next year, is there anything on your mind that that's particularly exciting to you as a marketer? Anything that you can see coming up that you want to embrace? Just continued innovation for humanity, right? We are all about smarter technology for all. And so keeping centered on the ability to truly innovate for our customers will be a huge part of what we continue to remain focused on without a doubt. And that's it for the current podcast. Stay tuned because next time we'll have Michelle Peterson, the CMO of the jewelry brand, Hendra Scott. When she first started the business, she gave the jewelry, she gave back to organizations, and that's what brought people to have a connection with the brand. And that's still the case today. The Current is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Love and Caliber. The Current team includes Chris Brooklier and Kat Fessy. And remember, great innovation at the end of the day requires diversity. To deliver that, our technology has to be built by all. I'm Damien. And I'm Elise. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>